This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a party in the studio. We keep having new people. I feel so honored. From the morning show, The Morning Beat, AJ Gibson is here to fill in as my guest co-host. I am. I am so exhausted. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm excited. I feel the energy. I don't know how you do it. We've never worked together. I told our program director, I've been up for two awards in my entire life, years and years and years ago, and they're in Las Vegas, the IAW TV Awards, and I was up against Sheeran Lazar both times, and I lost both times. So this is my opportunity to shine. Oh, I I will give you all the shine. I appreciate that. That is crazy. That's a throwback. Yeah. We've been around. Yeah. And AJ, I know, like, I don't know if you promote this, but since you're my almost my guest, you have a new podcast out. I do have a new podcast, actually. Um, it is called Confess Your Mess uh, with my partner, Emil Ennis Jr., my fiance. Uh, we launched a couple of weeks ago. Our fourth episode is up today. We've got Nick Vile from The uh, from the Bachelor and Vile Files. Uh, he's on our show. Basically, people come on and they confess confess secrets to us, and then we react along with our, like, celebrity friend. That's so uh, smart. And then at the end of each episode, our celebrity guest... Uh, reveals a secret. They confess their mess. So great for the news also. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, check that out. And of course, AJ on the Morning Beat every morning weekdays here on Channel Q. Yes. We have a lot coming up today. The benefits of self-doubt. That is uh, at what time? That's at... Benefits of it, self-doubt. At 4.25 p.m. Pacific, 7.25 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Isn't that interesting? I Look, I know all about self-doubt, honey. Oh, me too. I could, I could tell you a story or two. I would love to see the pros <laughs> of that. Plus, a lesbian Disney star reveals why she decided to turn down a gay role. That's in the T Report in a moment. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. A rainbow crosswalk in Port Colborne, Canada. My home country. This is very disappointing. I forget you're Canadian sometimes. Yes, I'm from Montreal. It was defaced with a Bible verse and is being re- repainted to repair the damage. The crosswalk was damaged just days before after it was installed. And they left the Genesis, Genesis 9.13 verse. I don't know. I'm, I'm a Jew. Yeah, there's some clobber verses from the, uh, the Bible that are used to kind of like hate on the gays. Yeah. It's one of them. And they claim the LGBTQ community stole the rainbow from God. Mm, mm. They launched a campaign, Christian activists, to reclaim the rainbow. And numerous North American cities have permanent rainbow crosswalks, which we love. (laughs) And keep on creating those crosswalks. Joke's on them. That is true. 
Uh, now, President Joe Biden announced a new federal vaccine requirement affecting as many as 100 million Americans in an effort to increase COVID-19 vaccinations and curb the surging Delta variant. The mandate says that all employers with more than 100 workers require them to be vaccinated or test for the virus weekly, affecting about 80 million Americans and the roughly 17 million workers at health facilities that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid also will have to be fully vaccinated. Finally. I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah. You know, don't go to Ojai because you will end up bumping into people that are anti-vax, which is not surprising. Ojai is a very hipster place in California outside Mm -hmm. of L.A. And the arguments they tell you are very convincing. Oddly enough, I'm from Ohio. Oh, Very similar situation. Less money. Less teeth. (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) Finally, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced a federal lawsuit against the state of Texas over its new fetal heartbeat abortion bill. The Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against the state of Texas. Our position is set out in detail in our complaint. Its basis is as follows. SB 8 bans nearly all abortions in the state after six weeks of pregnancy, before many women even know they are pregnant, and months before a pregnancy is viable. It does so even in cases of rape, sexual abuse, or incest. I'm happy that someone's stepping in since the Supreme Court didn't do anything. Uh, yeah, they were sleeping on it. For real. Well, good on Garland and the Biden administration for speaking up because hopefully there's a change that happens. It's definitely very scary out there. But that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, AJ? I just have to mention, it's ironic that Merrick Garland was almost a Supreme Court justice. And now that he's not, he might actually have more power on the Supreme Court in this instance than had he actually been appointed. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. How about some tea report, honey? Shall we spill the tea? Please. Did you know Raven Baxter? You know Raven, uh, Raven's character, Raven Simone's character from That's So Raven and Raven's Home. Uh, She's iconic. She's one of Disney Channel's staple characters, Mm -hmm. right? She's fantastic. Did you know she could have been a lesbian? The character. That's right, because Raven Simone (laughs) came out as lesbian uh, between the two shows back in 2014, and the 35-year-old Raven's Home star was joined by her wife Miranda uh, Madej during a recent appearance on the Pride podcast, also part of uh, Straw Hut Media, which is where my podcast is actually. Love it. Uh, And and they were asking about you know her character being a lesbian this time around. She says that Disney actually approached her and said, "Would you like your character?" Because she was divorced in the in the reboot. Okay. Said, "Would you like your?" character uh, Raven Baxter to be a lesbian. Uh, She said, the reason I said no wasn't because I wasn't proud of who I was or didn't want to represent the LGBTQ plus community in any way. It was because Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter. She said there was no reason for me to change the human that she was in order to fit the actress that played her. Um, And she's very, very proud of playing this character. It's been, you know, an iconic part of her career. Uh, But interesting because, you know, we hear others like Billy Porter recently saying that he never, ever wants to play a straight actor for the rest of his life or a straight character for the rest of his life. And here you have Raven Simone sort of taking a different approach and saying, listen, she she's not a lesbian and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think it's an individual choice. Sure. And I think there are some actors that uh, want to be play roles and mm. some that actually do move into activism with their acting. Sure. Like making a statement and making impact in that way. So it's really a personal choice. Yeah, and I don't think you always have to make the make the impact in your work. There are other ways to do it, especially nowadays. That is true. Hey, social that's, media. That's the uh, T report, ladies and gentlemen. Well, <laughs> coming up, uh, with the 20th an- uh, year anniversary of 9-11 coming mm. up, it's crazy. Why September 11th can't just be another day that's next. 
Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. I cannot believe that September 11th is right around the corner. And of course, it's never going to be just another day. Um, It's the 20th anniversary coming up. That blows my mind. It makes me also feel really old and really grateful that I'm still here. Yeah, that's for sure. And Petula Dvorak joins us right now, a columnist for The Washington Post. Thanks for being here, by the way, today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I'm going to reference an article, a bit of a throwback you wrote in 2015. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting because it's something that comes back every year, it seems. Why Absolutely. do you think what you wrote is still so powerful? Well, the thing is, as you said, will it ever be for those of us who witnessed it or lived through it in any way or younger, younger folks, you know, kids who may have lost parents, uh, you can never just say, oh, yeah, let's have a dentist appointment at September 11th or, hey, let's grab drinks on September 11th. It will always be this weighty day that means so much to us. And we can't imagine a world where September 11th will be another day. But guess what? That does happen. Mm-hmm. because I went around the mall when I wrote that a few years ago, and I asked everyone I could find, like, you know, about 20 people I took the time to bother, what, what is December 7th, 1941? Mm. Do you have any idea what happened then? Pearl Harbor, of no, course. But, yeah. Yep, but, absolutely. Mm. 80 years ago. Yeah. And America forgot that in, in wow, a large part. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why there are a lot of folks I talk to, veterans, families of veterans, from Pearl Harbor who are saying we can we can't let that happen with Pearl Harbor and we really can't let that happen with September 11th. It's so interesting to me I, we're at a we're at a point now where when 9/11 happened it it almost felt like the silver lining of it was that we still were Americans. We still came mm-hmm. together, united we stand. Everything went by the wayside for a while, and we were Americans first and foremost. I remember seeing Hillary Clinton and Rudy Giuliani holding hand, walking hand in hand through the, through, you know, with George W. Bush, and it felt like we were we were one people again. That feels like a lifetime ago. Do you think that um, we'll ever get back to that sort of camaraderie that we saw right after the attacks on 9/11? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you're right that that was a shining moment. I always say that September 12, 2001 was probably one of America's best days uh, in terms of unity, patriotism, and support. Uh, I remember even just walking my dogs, people kind of doing little arm and shoulder squeezes to each other. We were, we were united. Uh, President Bush gave a speech at a, at a mosque um, urging people to not make judgments about our fellow Muslim Americans. Um, it was a shining moment, and right now that seems inconceivable, especially when we have another slow-motion crisis right in front of us. Um, COVID has now killed. Get, get ready for this. We almost have reached the same amount of deaths from COVID as we have uh, wartime deaths of military people in our entire history from wow. civil war including world war one world war two vietnam korea we've lost more people to covid than we have to all of that and yet our response as a nation is division and politicizing it and that's why we also have to do exactly what you said remember who we were on september 12th because we're capable of that in our darkest hour Wow. Yeah, that's really powerful. That number like literally just sent chills down my spine. That statistic. Just to, to, I, I, I had right. It does, it and it way. still doesn't make a difference, unfortunately, for a lot of people, which no. sucks. Like, know, what, right? what will it take for that to make a difference? But with that said, do you know how we're going to be 
looking back and memorializing September 11th this year. How, what's happening? What are the thoughts on that? I, you know, I, I've been talking to, I talked to him. Um, it's, you know, every year we have to find a new way to write about this, right, and, mm-hmm. and reflect upon it. And this year I talked to the grief counselors who were at um, the pit in New York and at the Pentagon, and a lot of them uh, didn't, never treated themselves, never realized that they too were going through all of this trauma. And, uh, and COVID is re-traumatizing them because they're remembering that level of grief that happened as a nation 20 years ago. So I think, you know, we'll be doing a lot of the, 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 the very routine and somber things of, you know, saying the names out loud and tolling bells. And, and if, if we could, as Americans, if you didn't lose someone in September 11th and you don't have that deep connection Maybe the next best thing to do to remember that is to honor what we were on September 12th. And I think that, I, I, you know, can we have start a campaign September 12th? I don't know. But, but really the best way to honor that memory 20 years later is to get back to who we were the day after. Could not agree more. Um, mm. Also interesting to me, yeah. you, you mentioned that, you know, how are people going to write about this or talk about this in a different way this year than maybe last year or the year before, the year before that? Well, this is the mm-hmm. first year since uh, that we're no longer in Afghanistan. You know, that, that war yes, that started because true. of 9-11. This is the first time that we don't have that sort of looming over us in quite the same way that it was in years prior. Obviously, they're still working out some issues. They just flew some Americans out of uh, Kabul today. Um, How do you think that changes the conversation about 9-11? No, that's an absolutely valid point, AJ. Thank you for bringing it up, because um, I was talking to a lot of families who'd lost service members in Afghanistan, and they're really wrangling with the idea that, um, you know, their, their, uh, their loved ones died. And, uh, and 20 years later, we're, we're, uh, we hadn't um, made the kind of progress that we were promised. And that's, that's very difficult. And I think you're right. I think that will figure in uh, bittersweetly. To be honest, also, especially here in D.C., there is, there, nobody can, can, can pass this anniversary without imagining what if, what if. Uh, you know, the, the, the Taliban are in control there. Uh, 20 years later, what's going to happen? And I think that uh, this year, more than most, uh, will be everyone will be on a little bit of tender hooks. Uh, we were going to go visit an aunt in New York, and she said, don't you dare. What are you thinking? Don't travel that day. Just let's stay put and pray. Uh, wow. Um, you know, pray good vibes, whatever. Wow. Uh, I think that this, this one might be a little bit different just for the entire population hmm. for those reasons, and especially bittersweet. Um, well, not even bittersweet, bitter, uh, that, uh, you know, that we've, we've, we've left the country. Uh, well, thank you for your, um, your perspective here. We really appreciate yeah, you for joining us for this. Beautiful insights. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a, I'm a West Coaster, so it's always a pleasure. <laughs> Yay, love that. Well, that was Petula Dvorak, <laughs> a, a columnist for The Washington Post. Have a, a great weekend yourself. Thank you, you too. Next up, we're switching gears here as we do on the show. There's a reality show that was announced that is making people just cringe. We're going to discuss that right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. I want to know if you think this is a great idea for a reality TV show or a horrible idea. Okay. You're asking, you know, I started on a reality TV show 10 years ago. Which one again? Expedition Impossible on ABC. Oh, that's the one we were start. just talking about. Oh. Expedition Impossible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mark Burnett. Wow. Got canceled after one season, but I did well. Memories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to talk about that because AJ has crazy stories. Well, this one is, a, is an expedition in some way. Okay. But CBS is launching a reality TV show called... The activist, okay, Uh-oh. where contestants will compete in ways to bring meaningful change to various health, education, and environmental causes. So, on its surface, this sounds like actually a great idea, like to encourage people to change the world. Sure, but there's something about it that just is off, right? So, they uh, these competitors, six of them, will go head to head in missions, media stunts, digital campaigns, and community events. Aimed at garnering the attention of the world's most powerful decision makers, demanding action now. Usher is hosting it. Um, <laughs> Wait, why? D- Dancing with the Stars alum Julian Huff and actor Priyanka Chopra Jonas will serve as co-hosts. So I'll be honest. Um, I I knew about this. I brought this up to my team here, Ryan and producer Vanessa, because. I knew someone involved in the social media side of this. Mm-hmm. And they had asked my company, What's Trending, if we would be around when the comp- uh, contestants were doing challenges. This was a few weeks ago when they were shooting. Got it. And I thought at first, oh, oh my God, this is awesome. Like, what uh, the company that's putting together Global Citizens, a really amazing company, CBS, like, I love the idea of advocacy and activism, not thinking. Oh, you're like packaging activism. That go- goes against the core of what activism uh-huh. is. And so I brought it up to the team here. And Ryan was like, this sounds like a really bad idea. And then after just thinking about it for a beat more, beyond a, a phone call, yeah, I was like, you know what it is. And then these contestants are DMing me and hitting me up throughout the whole thing, trying to get me to get go to a challenge to help them or share something. And I was so worried about me appearing on the show that I decided... <laughs> Not to show up or do anything. I think I shared a few things on social, but can you believe it? This is interesting. Uh, Listen, I, like I said, I started on a reality show a decade ago. Um, Mine was a little bit different. Mine was more like uh, Survivor meets the Amazing Race. So ours was just like a physical thing. We lived outdoors in Morocco. It was incredible. 
this feels like a bit of a money grab uh, to me. And it, it seems a little bit transparent. Hey, let's have a really diverse cast. Usher and Priyanka Chopra and Julianne Huff. Let's really diversify ourselves because let's be honest, CBS is pretty whitewashed. And so... It's kind of like cultural appropriation of yeah, activism. Yeah, okay, so here, here's my issue. And I, I like to give situations a, a benefit of the doubt. See how it's going to play out. I don't want to make a total judgment. But I think there are other ways that CBS, if they really care about these things, they could be uh, you know putting their money where their mouth is as far as other initiatives they could be supporting without getting all the shine. I went to Catholic school growing up. You're supposed to, the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. Do, do good unto others, right? Without necessarily receiving shine for it. And so this feels so so blatantly like, hi, look, we're doing good things. If you want to really be an activist and change the world, maybe give more women or minorities the opportunity to executive produce or to be you know a CEO or a major player in the game, right? Yeah. To to a company that you know Leslie Moonves was, was problematic, and they've been through that recently. Yeah. And they're trying to re- rehabilitate their image, I'm sure. But CBS is a pretty like white middle-aged middle america type of network and that's the thing it's like yeah i could see in in the meeting like it sounds like a good idea like at first when like the concept sure but then when you think about it just a few minutes longer like if like like, uh if like bet or like is revolt still around are they revolt is i think yeah if they or fuse or somebody if one of them were doing this i might be a little bit more like okay i could kind of see it's like a Viacom Or if maybe property. MTV was saying like high school activists. Sure. And also the thing is with this is that it wasn't like these these are people that are competing that obviously want to change the world. There's a difference between taking people that already have nonprofits and all that. The thing is having them compete against each other to get money or yeah. recognition is weird. Uh, and it feels, you know what it feels like? I picture the capital from the Hunger Games. Like a bunch of wealthy people who are like, oh, cool, we're going to watch these people fight it out. It, it feels we need like, money to change yeah, it, the world. It feels like oh, we're like, cute? oh, look at these cute people that are going to like do good. <laughs> Let's make them compete with each other. Well, that that feels weird to me. It, it makes me think of also The Apprentice. They thought like, oh, The Apprentice was oh, well, big. that got And us. now we can have yeah. the activists. But once again, now you're get, you're going to create a franchise then. If this d- was successful, sure. think about it. You create a franchise where you're wanting to give money to causes, but you yourself are making... Even a more ton money. Ton of money. Yeah, Usher, Priyanka Chopra, Julian. Those are big paydays right there. They're probably paying Usher twenty million a season for this thing. Or, I mean, I he, mean, he's not doing this for cheap. But if it if it turns out the Usher some way or down the road ends up being president like Donald Trump did, then maybe that's a good trade off. I don't know. I, I'd vote for him. For Usher? Why not? After Donald Trump, I'd vote for anybody. That is true. The bar is very <laughs> low. Well, let us know what you think of this reality show. Are you going to watch at LGT Shows where you can find us on social media? Slide into our DMs. Next up, a man admitted he made up a hate crime. Why, why does... Well, I'm not going to say it keeps on happening, but what actually went down and how the police found out that's next? Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So this was a big story that happened in Madrid, and now everything is coming out um, into the public. I, a gay man who previously claimed that he was cornered by eight people wearing masks in broad daylight, who pulled out a knife and carved a slur on his butt, has confessed to making the story up to keep his current partner from finding out that someone else carved the word on his skin. So... Someone else carved, the, put this word on his skin. I guess I don't know the backstory. And in order to make sure he didn't get in trouble with his partner, made up this whole thing. They brought him to the police. This became a national story, even international, obviously, because mm-hmm. we saw it. 
And then once the police did the interrogation, the guy basically confessed. Sounds like a Jussie Smollett story a little bit to me. And the word was the F word, the long version of the F word used against our community, just to be super, super clear. Not yeah. the four-letter one, the longer one. Uh-huh. Um, one, two, three, three four, five, one, six. Three-letter one, the longer one. Well, or, yeah, three or six letters, okay. depending on which version you use. Got it. Um, this is so hard because— It is. Here's where I have issues with things like this. It feels like when these things happen, it's it's the one thing conservatives, wherever they are in the world, religious, right, mm-hmm. whoever they are, it's the one thing they need to say, I told you so. They're terrible. They don't deserve equal rights. They're all bad. Because it's like, it's like where I come from, everybody's white. And if there's one person of color, a black woman in the town, yeah. and somebody says, I'm not racist, I know so-and-so. I'm good. She says that 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 racism doesn't exist, so therefore it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. So then that entire community then has that belief system based on one interaction. Mm-hmm. So when a story like this goes viral internationally, especially now, there are so many people who are always looking for a reason to not support my community and to judge us, uh, and now they have another reason to because because let's let's be clear, there are good and bad people of every shape, size, oh, color, creed, belief sexuality period i mean humans are weird yes yes but just like with the jesse smollett story and that's still very complicated and it's strange and i covered it in depth for wendy williams at the time and it was it was all i was filling in for her hosting the show at the time with with a couple other people and the conversations were difficult you know and and i have friends in common with jesse so that was a difficult conversation uh i think this is similar this guy is not a celebrity but he sort of is now his name has gone viral yeah, it's unfortunate. It is. And I, I think what's also unfortunate is the fact that there are so many hate crimes that happen mm-hmm. and that it makes people not take those seriously when someone speaks out because the first thing they default to because they already have their biases, yep. right? And non-understanding of the communities mm. is that they say, well, you know, this guy was lying, so maybe you're lying. Yeah. Instead of thinking first, well... You're telling the truth because these sure. things happen. They're going to default to this lying story. And that's where it becomes dangerous. Yes, because there are people who are actually being attacked yep. and being killed left and right globally for being queer, trans, whatever. And and their stories are less likely. It's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Exactly. It's really easy to ignore the other stories that are very truthful and very hurtful because of something like this, which is unfortunate. And I'm sure he has some underlying issues to, to make this choice and to make this lie. I feel for him as a compassionate human being, but it's also not good for the rest of us who are just fighting the good fight. Yeah, I hope they go to therapy and figure this out because <laughs> uh, sure. there's some issues there. Well, uh, next up on the show, we're going to be uh, getting into a Marvel show that was canceled for being too gay. Is that even possible? <laughs> what? That's, that's next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We are back and actually Ryan is out, but AJ Gibson from The Morning Beat is filling in That's as right. my lovely co-host. Ryan's busy. Oh, he's, he's a busy bee. And blessed. Yes, check him out. MTV VMAs this week. That's so cool. Doing it. Uh, but thanks again. I hope you're having fun. Eh, I'm having a blast. <laughs> I love it. It's okay. I'm a little sleepy. I've you been wouldn't even up think since it. 4:30. You're amazing. I'm on my like third wind right now. 
I thought you meant third espresso drink. Well, no, I meant like my fourth. I did get a facial, though, between shows today. Yes. I drove to Glendale and got a hydrofacial. Hydrofacial, I think it's called. What is that? They suck everything out of your your pores, and she showed, and then they put hydration back into them. And she showed me like the little (gasps) container afterwards. There's a container? Oh, yeah. This It was an entire two years of a global pandemic on my face. I hadn't had a facial. I need that. I haven't had a facial. That's why also I look so young career. and fresh and beautiful right now, ladies. You do. Mm-hmm. I look welcome. haggard. No. <laughs> no. I just got my eyebrows done, okay? No, they look like mine are, mine are growing together, so I, I'm jealous. Growing? Yeah. Well, they kind together. of. Together. As I get oh. older, I've noticed that I randomly get like one hair at a time that grows in like overnight. It's like two inches long. I'm like, where'd that come from? <laughs> I'm like that old guy on the, on the subway <laughs> that you see who's sitting there with like the wiry. That happens to me. And then I trim one off and I go about my day. guys more yeah. than women. Out of nowhere. You know, my my boyfriend, we need to continue into the news. My boyfriend has yeah. one on his ear, and it's like a long hair that grows on his ear. I'm I like, get one you, little like teeny elf? one that grows on my left ear all the for time. It gets really short, and I pull it every time. Same exact spot for so 10 years. That's the same with my uh-huh. boyfriend. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know about our bodies and our hair and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, All right, so we have a lot coming up. Um, in 30 minutes, scary news for cannabis users under 45. A lot of them out there. Uh-oh. You could be one of them. Uh, we'll be talking about some new research that just came out. That's in 30 minutes. Plus the Marvel show that has been canceled for being too gay. What that show is in the tier report in a moment. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Demonstrators marched Wednesday in Brooklyn, New York, for two men who were stabbed with a glass bottle and a screwdriver in an attack. Police said they are investigating as an anti-gay hate crime. And the protest took place outside a bodega where the men, um, Abimbola Adelaja, who's 36, and a friend were called anti-gay slurs, assaulted and robbed. Adelaja, who's been publicizing the march on social media since the attack, credited, and I think this is so beautiful, his trans sisters, such as the founders of the Black Trans Liberation, Queen Jean, with organizing the march, which he said was aimed at holding the bodega accountable and creating a safe space for the LGBTQ community in the Bushwick neighborhood of Brooklyn. Now, Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida. Of course, he's reacting to the Department of Labor's vaccine mandate for businesses with 100 plus employees that President Biden announced today. But I think forcing this um, and, and coercing people, I, I don't think is, is, the, is the right decision. So I'd imagine that you're going to see uh, a, a lot of uh, activity in the courts uh, if they try to do that through an executive action. I mean, Congress has never legislated this. This would just be him doing it on his own. And that's not, I think, the, the, the way to do it. Okay. Ron DeSantis. Uh, why is he still a thing? <laughs> why? He'll be the, not the last time we hear from him. Nope. I mean, he's been ru- going to be running for president. I want to so see him run against ready. Donald Trump in the primary. Against That's fun. Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, God. That'll be fun. They'll self-combust each other. Oh, it's like so. two evil let's people coming together. So. Now, uh, the first commercial flight to take off from Afghanistan since the chaotic U.S. military airlift last month landed in Qatar today, carrying more than 100 foreign nationals, including Americans. Passengers on board the Qatar Airways flight that departed from Kabul airport, including uh, many people, citizens from Canada, Ukraine, Ger- uh, Germany, Britain, and the U.S., were among some 200 foreigners that the Taliban have cleared to leave the country. The plane's departure is also the first signal that at least some foreign nationals who want to leave Afghanistan 
Afghanistan will be able to, and that followed many weeks of uncertainty. Civilians have been left scrambling, as we know, to find safe uh, passage from the country since the Taliban takeover in mid-August through a U.S.-led evacuation effort into confusion. So that's at least some decent news to know there's a way out. Yeah, the Taliban is so nice. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. Thanks, guys. I, I feel like the our reactions to this when we're given like a little bit is just strange considering yeah. how evil they are. They also just uh, implemented an entire entirely male uh, government right now. So yes. things are going well in Afghanistan. We know that. You want some uh, tea report? Can we get into that, please? Is yes. it time? Let's spill some tea. Please. Marvel reportedly canceled a show because it was deemed too gay. This is really interesting to me because most of my gayness has come out of me watching comics growing up. Uh, I'm talking Chris O'Donnell as uh, Robin in Batman and Robin. You remember the one? Oh, yeah. The costumes were there, honey. And I was there for it, too. <laughs> Kevin Beagle is a writer who is set to work on a show called New Warriors. Uh, proposed preform, uh, Freeform, the network uh, show was focused on young heroes like Squirrel Girl, Mr. Immortal, Night Thrasher, mm-hmm. and others. Uh, and he said that it was shut down for being too gay. After the show's pilot got a great response from those who saw it, Freeform canceled the show. Uh, he said that they didn't really have room for new warriors and their schedule but according to beagle who was a series showrunner at the time uh, there was another reason he says that the show they were very proud of it right it was very proudly gay um but there was a singular power that be that killed the show because the show was too gay it was a rich straight brentwood turd he called him oh. an executive who uh said no no i'm not comfortable with it not gonna happen which is weird to me because everything about the marvel universe now feels very homoerotic like in a really great way. Uh, and also surpri- surprising considering so many shows that are much more gay than that would be. Like well, like Drag Race. I mean, they're like this isn't like we're living in the 50s. It here. sounds like this was a few years ago, uh, mm. which is interesting because Freeform, didn't Freeform used to be ABC Family? Isn't that what oh, it was called? Oh, yeah, and, and ABC's had some many, many yeah. issues, including Disney around yeah. stuff like that. That's why I would, I would like to see this on CW or just go somewhere else. Yeah, just put it on YouTube. Why not? Yeah. Throw it to us. It'll work. It'll work for Issa Rae. Look at her now. She started on YouTube. Think now Marvel she needs rules a, the world. Marvel needs a little more money than just YouTube dollars. Come on. <laughs> They're fine. Okay, well, coming off, Jeff Bezos doesn't just want to go to space. His latest venture right after this. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. CEO entrepreneur, born in 1964, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. CEO entrepreneur, born yes. in 1964. Wait, 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 wait. Put my mic on. Vanessa, come on. Jeffrey Bring it down. What 
in the afternoon day show situation is this, though? We I don't have do to this play sort of that stuff in the song. morning show. What is this? What's happening? Well, so we're about to talk about Jeff Bezos <laughs> and the new venture he's going to be taking on. But that song is from Bo Burnham's Inside, the one-man comedy show he okay. has on Netflix. Check it out. He has a song about Jeffrey Bezos, and it's amazing, iconic. as you heard. It is iconic. It. <laughs> it makes me want to dance around for some reason. It's very kitschy and fun. But anyway, speaking of Bezos, okay, so we all know him, obviously, richest man in the world. During the worst time in the world, he became the richest man. Uh, he stepped down from Amazon. He has his space exploration company, Blue Origin. Well, now he wants to try living forever. Mm. Yep. His new company or his new investments is in a company called Altos Labs, primarily focused on a technology called reprogramming. No. Nope. 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 (laughs) So this is how it works. Um, It appears to work by adding proteins to a cell, which essentially instruct it to revert to a stem cell-like state, rejuvenating the cells in a body to become young again. I mean... Okay, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you for think me, was going to happen? Like it, for me, easily like that? Not for cajillionaires. We don't need them around forever. They rule the world now. Well, actually, yeah. Imagine someone like Jeff Bezos just living forever. Ugh, I mean, gosh. I think that these millionaires, or I mean, million, billionaires, are going to end up being those like heads on robots that you see on in movies. No, one thousand. You know what they're going to do? It's get out. It's get out when all the old rich white people are trying to get the poor uh, black people who they manipulate and then they give them a lobotomy and switch their brains out and live forever. That's what the whole premise of that film was. That's what they're trying to do. Jeff Bezos. I mean. Get out. (laughs) I feel like this is uh, not surprising. Like it's not surprising if you had money, including you're a rich white man, the things you would want to invest in are (sighs) space and Probably a suit, some sort of crazy Viagra. Sure, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, living young, which I guess is kind of intertwined in that. Here's a, here's a thought. <laughs> Why not be philanthropic? Why not try to end world hunger? Why not try to eradicate AIDS, HIV? Like, I don't, I don't know, maybe cancer? Like, maybe they could put their money somewhere else. Just a thought. Well, there are a ton of other things in this world that are plaguing us. Sure. And yes, you could, there have been, the numbers have been compiled that with the amount of money that's being invested in these industries and spaces, that you could end these world problems. Of course you could. Listen, Dolly Parton gave a million dollars and cured COVID. (laughs) She gave a million dollars about Moderna, the study. That's true. So me personally, I, I give all credit to the vaccines, to Dolly Parton. That's just me, though. Yeah, Dolly but Parton deserves all the credit. That's only a million bucks. This isn't Dolly Parton money we're talking about. We're talking about billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. He's got so much money. He, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. And it will be interesting to see what happens with stuff like this because I do believe that the, like, living forever thing is going to be the next big frontier, unfortunately, that a lot of these people are trying to invest in. And by the way, it's nothing new. I mean, no. people have been trying to figure this no, out I remember forever. Years ago, there was, I think it was on 2020. I think Barbara Walters was still on 2020 at the time. It tells you how long ago that was. And I used to live for Barbara oh, and yeah, Hugh Downs. Too. I used to watch that show religiously. Yep. And they did a they did a story on uh, living to be 150, and they said that children born within the next decade, so probably 10 years ago, so about now, yeah. uh, have the potential to live to be 150 years old through like stem cells and other sorts of advances in technology yeah. and science and medicine. Uh, but then the question is, would you want to? If the quality of life, yeah. if, if you're 100 years old and you're living like what we would, like a 50-year-old, 
would you want to do that? If I was a hundred years old and and I it was like had the I body was of a fifty year old, then would yeah. it make sense? Or forty? Or even sixty? <laughs> yeah. but, but then on the flip side, if if it's a situation where you have to be able to afford it. And half your friends and well, family are all dying difference. off. Do you want that, to still be around? So that's the difference. In the end, this is going to be a privilege of the privileged and rich. Of course. And it will, I think, we are already divided enough. This will be the next phase of division, which will be it's healthcare cre- yes. and it already is. A longevity. It's creating a, 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 a broader sort of caste system. That's, that's all that's happening. You see the, the, the haves have more have-nots, have less, and then everybody else is left to fend for themselves. There are a handful of people now in this world who have so much of the wealth. A dozen people have more wealth than like the entire rest of the world. It's insane. Yeah, and what do you... We like, don't need him to live forever. That, when, you t- when you talk about climate change, I mean, people that are living longer, we're, we're going to be sucking up everything. I'm terrified. World. It's going to be a hot place. California's going to be like in the ocean in the next 10 years. New York is already currently underwater. That is true. Hmm. Best of luck out there. Well, let us know if you'd want to do something like this. Would you want Jeff Bezos to live this long? Do you think that he's actually going to help the world or hurt the world? I feel like the longer he lives, the more evil he becomes. A thousand percent. Let us know on social media at LGT Show. But coming up, research now shows the impact of cannabis for consumers under 45. And it's concerning. These folks are probably not going to live that long. But anyway, stick around for that after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So adults under 45 who consumed cannabis within the last 30 days suffered from nearly double the number of heart attacks than adults who didn't use the drug. And that's according to research published uh, on Tuesday in the Canadian Medical Association Journal. Wow. wow. I mean, Uh-oh. this is pretty wild. Dr. Kareem Lada joins us right now, a clinician, scientist, and staff anesthesiologist at St. Michael's Hospital and the University of Toronto in Canada. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. So I feel like this is pretty concerning, and I feel like cannabis, the narrative around it, has shifted in a uh, to something positive over the past decade. Where did this data come from? Like, is this pretty surprising? Did this just change? Yeah, so, you know, there have been a couple of other studies that have found this association. Where we came at it was really, as anesthesiologists, we've been seeing a lot more patients come in for surgery who are using cannabis. And so we actually first looked at the risk of cannabis users coming in for surgery and found that they had an increased risk of heart attack. So that led us to think, well, maybe this association is present in the general population, and hence we did this current study that was published just this week. Wow. Well, it's really interesting because the American Heart Association uh, has made it clear that the cannabis that we're now ingesting, uh, those who do partake, uh, is much stronger than Mm. cannabis was 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, right? Um, and, And I'm reading up on this, and it looks like part of the issue is the way that cannabis interacts with other medications that people might be on, whether they're prescription or over-the-counter. So what do our listeners need to know uh, in that regard to sort of stay safe? Well, I think the key thing to take away is, you know, when we talk about double the risk of heart attacks, that's in relative terms. But in terms of the absolute risk of using cannabis, it's still quite low. It's not, you know, there are lots of people who use cannabis daily and they don't suffer heart attacks. So overall, I think the risk is still low. Um, And so I don't think people need to be overly alarmed. That being said, I think it's important to understand that 
there is this possible association and that everybody needs to kind of review the risks and benefits of using cannabis. So this isn't to say that you should stop smoking tomorrow, but really that you should be aware that this risk exists and you need to make your own individual decision whether you feel that risk is worth it or not. There's, yes. Well, there's still also the risk that you forgot you ordered that pizza an hour and a half ago and it's sitting outside <laughs> of your front door and you might never eat it hot. So there's that to think of as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, one of the, a lot of the feedback on social media said, well, you haven't accounted for the fact that cannabis users probably eat more junk food. And it's true. We did uh, not account for that. But <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, like, in coming up with this... I, uh, were there was there any sort of data in terms of how much cannabis these folks were consuming or how strong it was? Because I feel yeah, like someone we, who just pops like a little edible here and there or has a few little tokes, like is that going to really lead to this? Yeah. So you know, we didn't have data on the exact like composition of cannabis in terms of THC content or CBD content. And we couldn't really identify a safe threshold. What we did find, though, was in general, the more you use, the higher the risk, Um, which further leads us to think that this is indeed a true relationship rather than just kind of a correlation versus causation kind of thing. Absolutely. Was there there any differentiation between men and women using cannabis? Does it affect one gender more than the other, or is it pretty pretty standard across the board? Yeah, so, you know, I think... um, it's hard to tease that out, right? Because men and women have different kind of cardiovascular risk factors in mm, general. Yeah. We didn't specifically look at that, but uh, it's definitely an, uh, a good question and opportunity for further research. Well, then what's happening now? Like I, I, the industry probably reacted a certain way, medical and cannabis. What What is the, is there going to be a change that happens because of this? You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, when you look on social media, you would think that uh, I'm uh, I'm anti-cannabis. But the, the truth is, you know, I'm an anesthesiologist, but also a pain physician. I routinely authorize cannabis use for my patients. Um, the fact that we found this in this study doesn't really change that. You know, what will change is probably the discussion that I have with my patients to say, you know, just so you know, there is this potential risk out there. But I will continue to authorize it um, and, you know, continue to have patients benefit from using cannabis. So I think the important thing is any one study shouldn't really change practice. I think if the COVID-19 pandemic has taught us anything, it's that science needs replication and further studies to verify the claims and to really get to the bottom of what's going on. That's, that's so fascinating. And I'm always curious. I'm, I'm a cost-benefit analysis kind of guy, right? So if if I'm learning that I'm 41 years old and a casual cannabis user, right, uh, here in the state of yep. California, it's very legal. So for me, um, I'm always curious, like, are there other things that maybe when you're looking at other parts of your body, that maybe is helping your mental health or it's helping your joints or it's helping inflammation? Are there things that outweigh the possible negative impact that it could have on your heart health? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who use cannabis for uh, essentially to help them function and get through the day, and it really improves their quality of life. Anxiety. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah anxiety, anxiety, you know, for one, one example. But you know, for those people where cannabis is helping them function, you know, obviously we would advise them to continue using it because, again, the absolute risk of using cannabis and having a heart attack is low. Um, so, you know, again, we're not trying to take anybody's cannabis away from them or, or say that it should be banned or anything like that. You know, 
it's just any drug that you take has risks and benefits. And so it's important to evaluate that within your own individual context. Definitely. Uh, Well, thank you again for being here to share that. Thanks for having me and thanks for the interest in our work. Absolutely. Also, the pink uh, lemonade ones are really yummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was uh, Dr. Kareem Lada, who is uh, from St. Michael's Hospital and the University of Toronto in Canada. Thanks again. Go Canada, fellow Canadian. Well, uh, coming up, Facebook and Ray-Ban are rolling out smart glasses, but would you actually wear them? That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. Would you wear Facebook smart glasses? They're really trying to infiltrate every part of our lives right now. Maybe if they collabed with (laughs) Ray-Ban. Well, you know what, AJ? What? You're up to something. Uh Uh-oh. Because, uh, yes, Facebook and Ray-Ban, you know, the glasses company, they have come together for these new uh, sunglasses. And Facebook hopes they'll be warned to take pictures, short videos, also listen to music, make phone calls by anyone 13 or older. I love how they had to like say the age. Like, we're not trying to, you know, um, manipulate your children yet. Well, didn't Google try this once? Google Glass yes. back in 2012? Google Glass did it. That didn't really go Snap. anywhere. Snapchat, Snap now. They did it. Wait, they're just called Snap? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. That's the company. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you didn't know that. You're so trendy. You always, you always know what's work. trending. Who knew? Hey, my God. <laughs> um, the thing is, I know about it all. I don't necessarily use all the stuff all the time. But yes, it, everyone has tried this out. It hasn't worked. It'll be interesting to see if this one ends up being different. But here's um, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg talking about it. We put this LED light on the front of the glasses so that people around you will know when you're taking a photo or video. It lights up to let people know that the camera is on. There's also a power switch to turn off your glasses whenever you want, like if you're in a private space. When your glasses are off, they are completely off. The mic is off and you can't take photos or record video. Sure, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Also, okay, think about this. He's like, well, the light, if the light's on, you know you're being recorded. I'm like, Okay, that's cute in theory when you're the only person and everybody's paying attention to you. That's true. If you're in a crowd of a oh, thousand yeah. people at a festival or, or you're at Coachella, you're not paying attention. Somebody's somebody's camera's on you. And this is just a way to I don't I think it's weird. I'll totally buy them. You are? Of course, because I, I feel like the future is inevitable. This technology thing is rolling well, so yeah, fast. Yeah, they're trying to throw it down our throats. If you're going to buy one then you give into it. I feel like it's been nice to see finally consumers decide they don't want any of this sure. stuff. That's why it hasn't worked. But that said, if they're going to make it like, oh, like this is what they could do. You want to hear how they can get people to wear them? Here goes. Have and somebody d- else be their ambassador besides Mark Zuckerberg because he's a nerd? <laughs> oh, no, no, go ahead. Go That's ahead. awkward. <laughs> Whoever, the content creators that use this and upload it, they get, and in the algorithm, they get more views and all that. If you're told that if, oh, yeah, try this out, be part of the early adopters, sure. and we're going to be featuring the content. Of course. Everyone will be getting these to make sure their content will be, you know, go up and Oh, yeah. It's, not, it's not far down the road where we're going to see all sorts of content creators on other platforms unboxing their new, oh, Ray, yes. their Facebook Ray-Ban Sunglasses. And they have the money to promote it. I mean, Google had the money, but they weren't as smart, smart about it. I like, think. I think. It, I think. It, ugh, and Snapchat, like, not it's not everyone is on. For Snapchat. so long, we were afraid that they were going to chip us someday. We're going to have chips in us, and 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 we thought that was going to happen. Well, they, they, nobody had to. They gave us phones, and we all chipped ourselves. We walk around That's with our phones true. in our hands in our pockets all day, every day. Uh, I think it. I think we're delving into some weird privacy 
areas. Well, that's what he was referencing, yeah. which is why he was like, don't worry, we've got your back, winky, winky. Yeah, that's but, like <laughs> yeah, before how, everything yeah, goes downhill. How good are these cameras, though? It feels like some Cyberdyne stuff. Anybody remember the Terminator movies? Like yeah. Cyberdyne Technologies. Like the future is here. We're all, already in it. And it kind of scares me. Well, this I, I do think this is something, once again, we're moving towards because it is anno- annoying. This is how lazy we're getting to then oh, put your... Oh like, God. sometimes I want to take a picture and, it's, and I'm not fast enough. Fast forward 10 years and somebody's going to say, you're right, we should have contacts because it's so no, that's annoying already being to lift developed. up your eyeglasses and put them on. That is already being developed. I could see if you're a travel vlogger or like if, if you're in the industry of creating content, this could be really great. I think there will be people who are early adopters. Like, I think if Apple created one of these things, you want this to get implemented or... T- um, oh, you know they already are. If they did it, that's yeah. when things start changing. Because it's cool. People will start using it if Apple does it. Mm-hmm. Just get Apple on board. Well, let us know what you think. Are you going to wear these Ray-Ban Facebook glasses? Are you going to give in to Zuckerberg? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> at LGG shows where you can find us on social media. Next up, the trans politician that is facing off against an anti-gay Trump follower. That's next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, it's Shira here. This is Let's Go There. And filling in for Ryan is AJ Gibson from The Morning Beat. Hello. Hi. Love being here. Yes. Where's Ryan? I miss him. You know, he's in New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going. I'm getting <laughs> on a plane him. after this. I think AJ is so tired from doing the, the morning show. <laughs> I did I'm having to remind him this morning where is for <sighs> every time. Yes, uh, you are a hustler. We appreciate your hard work. I love being here. It's fun. To, it's fun to change things up. I also never get to see people in the building. Yeah, that's true. We're here at such ungodly hours. Our program director usually rolls in by the end of our morning. That's it. I, I don't even know most of these people in the hallways. Who are they? How does it feel? <laughs> never met them. Well, welcome to the afternoons. Oh, thank you for well, having we get me. To, we're still up for happy hour while you're falling asleep. Absolutely, day. I am. It's almost my bedtime. Well, we have a lot coming up on the show still. Uh, we are going to be talking about celebrity who might have a secret Instagram in a moment in the tier report. What? Plus, what to expect from the final Mercury retrograde of the year. Had to include that on the show today. That's in 30 minutes. Every time somebody tells me it's Mercury in retrograde, my life starts to fall apart. But if I don't know about it, it doesn't happen. But now that I know, thanks. Isn't I got a flat tire on the way home. Yeah, it sh- it really shows like what you you could create a whole story in your head. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna talk more about that. But first, uh, before we get into what's trending this hour, I want to remind you about something really cool that we're doing here on the Odyssey app. Um, talk, as we know, has the power to save lives. I mean, we talk every single day. So we want you to join Channel Q on Thursday, September twenty third at six p.m. for I'm listening. A live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music, sports, and insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. I love this, and I, I know some amazing people that are involved in this. You're going to hear personal stories from Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds, love him, Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Normani, Doja Cat, Shakira, Justin Bieber. I mean, they went all out with this. Willow Smith, and so many more. This year has brought challenges and uncertainty for many of us, but you are not alone. It's okay to not be okay. So join us Thursday, September 23rd, 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. And for more information, go to imlistening.org. Now let's get into some what's trending this hour, shall we? 
Virginia legislator Danica Rome, who's actually been on our show before, she's great, is facing a conservative marriage equality opponent and former Trump administration member in her reelection race this November. Rome is a Democrat, was elected to the House of Delegates in 2017, became the first out transgender person to be elected to and seated in a state legislator. I mean, history was made. In 2019, she became the first out trans person reelected. In her first election, she defeated a longtime legislator who was intensely anti-LGBTQ, thank God. She beat an anti-LGBTQ plus challenger again in her reelection race. So hopefully, this person she's going up against, she will beat as well but man that's a lot of stuff to go through hatred's funny i like <laughs> when, i like when that. things work out in favor of like good yeah the irony of it makes it. me happy exactly hopefully we can get her back because uh, she again her interview is on our podcast let's go there on the odyssey app check it out now u.s senator amy klobuchar said today that she had been diagnosed and was successfully treated for breast cancer this year in a post on medium the minnesota democrat said doctors discovered white spots called calcifications during a routine mammogram in february leading her to have a biopsy done in minneapolis and learning that she had stage one breast cancer she later underwent surgery to remove the cancer and completed radiation treatment in may and in August, it was determined that the treatment went well. So she shared that all on Medium. So we are wishing her the best as she continues to recover. Absolutely. And finally, Representative Devin Nunes gave an interesting reaction to the budget reconciliation bill, which includes funding for climate initiatives, child care, education and health care amid a deadly pandemic. So we're forced to a large extent to rely on public statements of Democrats divine what this bill will ultimately do. And it's clear that this will be a three and a half trillion dollar left-wing spending orgy designed to vastly increase the American people's dependence on government. Producer Vanessa was like, spending orgy, react. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, interesting use of words here, of course, if you want to catch people's attention. <sighs> Yeah. And that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? How about some tea reports, shall we? Are you familiar with the term Finsta? I I feel like (laughs) I know it now. I didn't talk about it as much until I came on this show. It's a fake Instagram account, apparently. I just learned this moments ago. I've heard of it. I never really put two and two together. I know oftentimes kids and teenagers have them to hide from their parents so they can still get into some trouble and communicate with other kids without their mom and dad knowing. Or stalkers do this, Or stalkers do this. I feel like you've done this. No. No, Not passing judgment. Actually, I've never, um, while I have stalked people in the past, (laughs) virtually, uh, I've never done a Finsta. Well, Ben Affleck's best friend, Matt Damon. Yeah. He's just Ben Affleck's best friend to me, just so you know. Uh, Apparently, he's been outed as having his own Finsta. So, Sluice on Twitter uh, think they've tracked him down because he was talking to GQ correspondent Chris Heath recently explaining that he mainly uses his uh, real Instagram account or his fake Instagram account to keep up with friends uh, that he's met. Uh And he revealed, and I quote, I have 76 followers. I've done 40 posts since 2013. So the internet did what the internet does. And they started digging for any accounts that have those numbers. And then they started looking at who follows them. So if you have 76 followers and like, Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck are following you. That's kind of a red flag, right? Oh. Well, they think they found out his Finsta. <laughs> it's O-D-E-O-D-A-M-N, Matt. Oh, God. It's literally Matt Damon with the words <laughs> switched around. Oh. 
That he just hilarious. switched it up and made an Instagram account. How cool is that? That is. I, I mean, love this. And it's smart how these folks found him. I also love that even famous people like this are just still curious. Like they still want to watch. They're one of those people. They're one of those people who have an Instagram account who watch things but don't like or comment, but they still pay attention. Well, it makes sense because, say, besides your own friends, say you do think someone is cute and you want to check them out, they won't know who you are, right? There's, there's like, that. They're still human. They have needs. Is Matt Damon I'm married? I, uh, is he, he is. Vanessa, are we sure? Ben Affleck's friend is married? Yeah. Ben Affleck. He has kids. Best friend has kids. They kid, count yeah. as private right now. Oh, it's private, yeah. Uh, so I could see, yeah, you would want this because you don't want someone to know that it was them you. to look at something. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Huh. Fascinating. Stars are just like us. Exactly. Uh, well, coming up, I love these types of conversations because, you know, self-doubt can be something that... Uh, that hurts a lot of us. But we're going to talk about the positive aspects of self-doubt right after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Self-doubt is something we all experience. Let's be real. And it can be crippling. You know when it's approaching and then you're like, if you're aware enough, I feel like I do this where I'm like, no, this again. I thought I got over it. I've never experienced this. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Self-doubt. Who's she? Right? But actually, it can be a positive thing. And here to share more is Magalie Renee, who's a compassion and confidence expert, CEO of Workplace Catalyst, and a transformational coach. I love her. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I know. I'm so excited to have you to talk about this because I think it's really important to reframe how we look at self-doubt because it really could hurt you. It could bring you on a downward spiral into depression, anxiety, and all that bad stuff. Absolutely. All the things that none of us want, Mm -hmm. right? Keep us from the things that we know we're meant to be. Yeah. So how do you shift into the positive? Like what are the positive aspects of self-doubt? Yeah. So I think that's a, that's such a great question because there is a value in self-doubt. So this is for all of those people that so many of us, probably all of us in one moment or not in our life, um, who have had those moments of feeling like we're a fake, we're an imposter, right? We hear about imposter syndrome all the time. And I want you to know that there is a value in self-doubt. Hmm. So self-doubt, it's rooted in fear. That's the first thing to know, right? What are you afraid of is the question. Are you afraid of failing, that you won't measure up, that you're going to be ridiculed or judged? But here's the thing. If you are feeling a desire towards something, that's actually internal guidance. It's safe guidance for you. Noticing that when you have that self-doubt, it's an opportunity to really rewrite the story that you've made up about fear. Right. So we've all made up that fear is some horrible, negative, bad thing that's going to keep us from what we want when actually it's a sign to move forward. It's a green light to uh, your purpose. Right. So it's an opportunity to trust. That's one of the reasons why there's a value in self-doubt. So how it's leading you towards your call. How would you encourage people to lean into self-doubt and, and, and how do you advise Uh, Maybe our listeners who are hearing you and maybe it's kind of resonating, but they're not sure. When do you lean in? Like, when do you know, okay, this is one of those instances that that could actually be good for me, uh, as opposed to this is a fear that I need to listen to and run the other direction. 
Well, I think I think unless it's like a physical fear, right, where you're maybe going to be attacked in some way, I mean, actually, literally attacked, usually fear is false evidence appearing real. So it's, it's that you're afraid. Right? <laughs> I like that. that. I love that one. <laughs> it's not mine, but I use it all the time. But the idea is that it's not real. So usually if you're afraid of doing something uh, that steps you outside or pushes you outside of your comfort zone, it's really an indication to to use it, to embrace it, to lean into it. How do you do that? There's no easy way except to do it. You can do it in small doses so you don't need to step out onto the TED Talk stage. But maybe you want to have a, a, a conversation with a few of your followers on Instagram, or maybe you want to uh, take one small action towards that thing you're afraid of. Our fear is actually, it's our clarion call. It's actually pulling you towards what you actually want in life, right? So it's an opportunity to just remember that um, when you lean into those fears, and I can tell this, this is from my own personal experience, mm-hmm. when I've gone there and done the thing I'm most afraid to do it's in that moment. The result is always more prosperity. It is some kind of reward that could be money. It could be recognition. Often and all the times, it's about being proud of myself. And that pride builds my confidence, which gives me more courage to do the next thing I'm most afraid of. So it's always an opportunity. Fear is a good thing. It means that you're moving in the right direction towards your goal. Love that. I, Producer Vanessa is having these aha moments in the studio right now. She's like, oh, yeah. I I no, I mean, I, I, I think it's really important because a lot of us won't see how great we can be because we're just like keeping ourselves down because it is it is real. And it could be because of societal limitations, how we grew up, what's around us. Uh, and it, it can really hurt even the best of us. So I guess like, what are the uh, steps people can take if they feel that fear, like anything, any good routines, anything that you do day to day to make sure you can lean into your self doubt? 100%. So first of all, just remembering that you're always practicing something. So either we're doing the kinds of things, thinking the kinds of thoughts that are breaking down our confidence, or we're doing the opposite, right? We're practicing thoughts and actions that build our confidence. So some of the key things is releasing comparison. So instead of, oh, look at that person, I should be there. Think instead, what am I inspired by that this person does really well? What's one thing I can use in in my own pursuit of my goal? So that's one way to rewrite comparison. Another one is acknowledge yourself for everything. That just means compliment yourself for every action, every step towards your goal, whether it's big or small. If that means you're excited about you brushed your teeth this morning, you're celebrating that. Yes, that's what you're doing, because that is building the muscle of confidence, right? One person was talking to me about keeping a folder of all the things that they've done well, right? In at their job or or in their business, just a folder to remind them because we have negativity bias. Our minds tend to remember the negative. So keep, have some way to compliment yourself, to keep track of the things you're doing well and to pull it out, pull out that folder or that file or that notes list and read it to yourself so that you can celebrate those things on a daily basis. So, so those are some, some really key tools. And then the last thing is remember that you're an example to someone. 
we're all an example, right? And those of us who have who have struggled with self-doubt, we are the, the leaders who are the most likely to be compassionate, the most likely to be humble, the ones who are most likely to support marginalized people who want to be seen and heard because we know what it feels like to be afraid of being shut down. So a lot of those are the tools that I've got. I hope that's enough for you guys. But let me know what else you want me to share. I'm happy to share. Well, you're, that was amazing. That was very inspirational. I really appreciate that. And where can people find more? Because you do share more on your social media and everywhere. Absolutely. So you can follow me uh, on Instagram. It's Magali underscore Renee. That's M-A-G-A-L-I-E underscore R-E-N-E. You can also follow me on LinkedIn uh, and all the places. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Also, my website, MagaliRenee.com. Beautiful. Thank you, Magali. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. So great to, to be here. Love it. Hope to have you back. That was Magalie Renee, compassion and confidence expert, CEO of Workplace Catalyst, and a transformational coach. I hope you have I, less self-doubt I, I, now, AJ. I low-key live for her. I'm just taking it all in. I know. I feel it. Um, now, uh, coming up, what to expect from the final Mercury retrograde of the year. Yes, that's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Oh no, we're about to hit another Mercury retrograde. It's the final one of the year. Here to tell us more about how it will impact us all is Nina Khan, a writer, astrologer, and the author of three books, including Astrology for Life. Welcome back to the show, Nina. Nice to have you here. Hi, Shira. I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, when we think about astrology, we always think about you. You go hand in hand. Uh, Now, I feel like Mercury Mercury retrograde gets a bad rap, and for good reason. Supposedly, it ruins everything. Uh, So (laughs) tell us about this next one, the last one of the year. Yeah, so you're totally right. Mercury retrogrades have quite a reputation. Um, And that's because Mercury rules over all things related to communication and logistical matters. So when it retrogrades, it sort of slows things down and mixes things up in all of those areas of our lives. Um, So it affects things like scheduling, timing, planning, texting, sharing information in any way. And it even rolls over technology and transportation. So things can slow down and get mixed up there, too. So this upcoming retrograde kicks off at the end of this month on September 27th. It's going to last for three weeks. So we've got to deal with this until October 18th. And this one in particular is taking place in the sign of Libra, which rules over our partnerships. So we might kind of see this Mercury retrograde mix-ups happening in our relationships and the way we communicate in our relationships. Great. I feel like everyone experiences enough of that, let alone a Mercury retrograde version of it. Why is it in that? Is that because Libra relates to relationships? Is that it? Yeah. So Libra is the sign associated with partnerships and it's also related to balance. So it's possible that we could be dealing with some communication issues or confusion in general in our relationships. And that applies to our love life or at work or among friends. So just be aware that it's easy for signals to get mixed over those weeks of the retrograde. And Mercury retrogrades are also known for bringing past lovers out of the woodwork. So beware of exes trying to wander back into your life and mess things up. Oh, my God. My ex is coming back in town September 25th. Great. No, in in the U.S. I don't know. I made it about me again. So uh, let's talk about all the astrology, all the different signs, because I feel like folks are listening. They want to know 
uh, their own sign, how it will impact them. Since we have a, a oh, bit of totally. time. Should I run through the signs really quickly? We have two minutes. Oh, okay. Let's let's do it fast. Yeah, so for Aries, this is yeah, yeah, exactly. We can we can we can go through it. So um, Aries are really going to want to be conscious of relationships and partnerships. So be really clear when you're having a one-on-one conversation. Taurus, which is your sign, is that right? Shira? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is hitting the like daily routine sector of your chart. So it's going to be you know. Be gentle with yourself when it comes to scheduling because things might go off the rails. Meetings might get missed. You might be running late to things. So it's good to give yourself some extra padding when you schedule something just in case some Mercury retrograde snags come up and you hit traffic or you mix up the time zones on something. Pretty much my life. Okay. Yes. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For... Gemini, I would say beware of exes crawling back into your life because it's hitting the part of their chart that rules dating and pleasure and sex. So look out for that. Um, For uh, cancer, it's going to be hitting the area of the chart related to home and the way things run at home. So you might run into some communication issues with roommates or family members. So just be really clear about things when it comes to your home life. Yes. Um, so Anina, I want to know, because uh, when AJ was here, he, you know, we talked yeah. about how, you know, when you don't know about Mercury retrograde, nothing changes. And when you do, it almost changes because you know about it. I feel like our brains are pretty mm-hmm. powerful. Do you think we just get ourselves like in knowing that we can mess things up for ourselves? I definitely think that there is an aspect of this that relates to, you know, having having a mentality about it. So if you believe bad things are going to happen to you during Mercury retrograde, you know, you might start picking up on things and sort of blaming it on that. Right. But really, retrogrades aren't inherently bad. They're just a time for us to slow down and reflect. So I would say just think of it as a time to sort of like instead of starting new things, look back and review the plans that you've been making and give yourself a chance to go over the details and make sure you're not missing anything and take time to be more conscious about the way you communicate and think before you speak and, you know, reread your texts before you send them to make sure that you're saying what you want to say and it's not full of typos. So we can work with this energy and kind of use it as a time to slow down and review what's going on in our lives before we charge forward. Well, Nina, let people know where they can find the rest of the horoscopes and all your info to continue their astrology journey. Yes. If you want to read more about how this transit will impact your sign, you can visit my Instagram, which is Valley Girl Mystic, and read your Mercury Retrograde horoscope. Beautiful. Nina Khan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Shira. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you. Happy Mercury Retrograde. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We're wrapping up the shows we always do with our Yaz Queen of the Day. Okay, this is for all the Power Rangers fans out there. I never got into the show. I was into the outfits, though. Let me tell you. I think I tried to be one of the Power Rangers for Halloween. Anyway, well, Dino Fury, one of the Power Rangers, has made franchise history by introducing the first Ranger who is unabashedly out as a member of the LGBTQ community. Guess what color it is? Well, Green Ranger Izzy Garcia is shown holding her girlfriend's hand in an upcoming episode that has already been shown in France. And fans quickly reacted to the news online as they celebrated the inclusion of a queer character into the franchise. 
here for it. I w- I'm always wondering, like, why choose the green one? I do love the color green. I, I like it's actually very non-binary green, so that's that's a good thing. Uh, so you can check out a clip from the episode on social media. But executive producer Simon Bennett replied back to all the fans about this big moment with his own message of support and excitement, saying, "Very happy with the reaction to Power Rangers hashtag Dino Fury episode 13, which has just aired in France. Really looking forward to when it is available in the U.S. and I could jump into discussions." So there you go. It happened. Uh, That was our Yaz Queen of the day. And you could always slide into our DMs to let us know what we should cover on the show at LGT Show. A big thank you again to AJ Gibson for filling in as my co-host throughout the show. Again, check out his new podcast out now and just find everything at AJ Gibson on social media. And listen to him, of course, on the morning beat. Mornings here on Channel Q with Michaela. But uh, we are back tomorrow, same time, live on Channel Q2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. So just go to the Odyssey app or our podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And now stick around for Loveline with Dr. Chris, where he's covering Zoom fatigue and good morning habits. Don't we all need some of those? That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.